So, Graham Elwood. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Lisa? Uh-oh. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> can you hear me now? Where I can the... hear you, but I feel like you can't hear me. I think it's just on a delay, or maybe, are you doing the mute thing? Because I... <laughs> There's no way to test the delay, that was the problem. Oh. Unless I'm talking immediately when you stop, and then see how much of a delay there is. Right. And now you're starting to break up. Not even break up, you're just starting to get a little muffled. Oh, really? Huh. All right, right after I say, all right, talk. All right. Now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now. Now. (laughs) It is a little bit of a delay. (laughs) That's okay. The super exciting behind the scenes, um, two idiots trying to podcast. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda, a.k.a. no a.k.a.s today. Oh, whoa. Setting precedence. <laughs> okay. On this episode, we will talk about the Monday episode with Graham Elwood and Chris Mancini, and the Thursday episode, Daniel's Smurf Collection, Allison's Versed Monologues, Allie Ward's Avuncular Halloween. But first, Lil Rafi. Do you have any shout-outs? And welcome, and hi, by the way. (laughs) Yes, it's always good to talk to you, Lisa. I didn't think I was going to get to talk to you this week, but my first shout-out is going to be to you, Lisa, because I texted you on Thursday. We were not going to record, and it was our second friendiversary on Thursday of the night that we met at the Hungry Cat, and I scared you with the roach behind you. Also, I was uh, I just recently saw that picture, and my hair was in its natural state at that night. <laughs> oh, mm. I, I know exactly what it looks like now. <laughs> okay, it's like a little extra. You know, after years of straightening, it's tamed it down a lot. It's kind of tricked it into not being its pubescent self. But that night, I did not straighten it, and it was a little rainy, so it was a little bit larger than normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, happy friendiversary to us. And like every relationship, you know, by year two, you just give up. So I didn't get you anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I understand. I thought, <laughs> okay, for this Christmas and this birthday, now what are we going to get? I feel like we run through everything. <laughs> I feel like our trips yeah, and hanging out to... together is, is, is presence enough. We can leave it at that. Um, <laughs> shout out to Toby, who finally got the Spider-Man comic book, The Geese that I pointed in that direction, apparently didn't fail me. And shout out to Jen, whose daughter has a cat purse that she named Rafi, and who went as Jen for Halloween, apparently. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to be part of the Facebook group. And shout out to David Huntsberger. I was looking to switch up my podcast listening recently, and he mentioned he had Allie Ward on his show, so I downloaded those episodes. There's two of them, 
And to quote Kramer talking to Akami, he was scratching me right where I itched. Those podcasts were the best podcasts I've heard in quite a while. I think Allie and David work great together, so I recommend that you go listen to those. And that is the end of my shout-outs. Okay, so that's the Space Cave podcast for David Huntsberger, right? Yes. And then did you also you also subscribe to Allie's Ologies, or are you just saying his podcast is scratching you where you itch? The episodes that he had Allie Ward on his show specifically, I've only okay. heard those two of his show. So I can't vouch for any of the rest of his shows. They might suck. But the two of them <laughs> together were fantastic, I think. I'm so excited to hear that. I feel like that'll yeah. scratch my itch as well. And why is this the first that we're hearing about it? Why isn't he plugging himself? I don't understand. Well, well he does plug this podcast every week, but he doesn't mention who the guest was, really. Oh, but I guess I don't listen. Um, you can find out whether... <laughs> I mean, do you, you You get to find out that uh, Allie may or may not have had a pet maggot. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> I didn't say she did. She may or may not have. Okay. Well, that would be a weird poll for you to just throw out there, but I am intrigued. I'm going to check it out. Well, th- thank you for the happy second fr- friendiversary or happy friendiversary. <laughs> um, that was a good <laughs> shout out. <laughs> I, you always remember these things too, because you'll tweet or text one of us like, hey, it's our friendiversary. Like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I, I did have it on my calendar for some reason, so <laughs> even <That's> cuter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I had to share something with you. Totally weird. Uh, you were in my dream last night, <laughs> and we were staying in a hotel in LA, kind of probably similar to the one that we were at before. And <laughs> you, <laughs> two things. You asked me. I wish I could remember how you worded it, but you asked me in a really nice way if I had something for you because it was a nice way of. Telling me that my breath stank. <laughs> oh, jeez. And the second part is you were hiring a hooker and you wanted me to go hang out in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was like, cool. So she's going to be here soon and I'll just go hang out in the bathroom. I just need, you know, my iPod and my tablet and just whatever else. I'll just hang out there and read and stuff. So just give me a knock when you're all done. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's so random. it was exactly like the time we stayed in that uh, hotel in Hollywood. It was ex- almost identical. You're like, bad breath and hookers. Let's do this. <laughs> Sorry, it was one hooker. But uh, my other shout my shout outs are to Ray Morgan. I realize I'm a real fuck up sometimes when it comes to this show. And I will be scheduling people to be on the show not thinking about my actual schedule in life and just throwing dates out there. So at about 7.25 on Thursday, which is 25 minutes past our usual recording time, I'm getting a text (laughs) like, hey, anybody there kind of a thing. And I was like, fuck, I totally forgot that I was supposed, I wasn't supposed to schedule a recording that day. And Megan and I were supposed to go up to Visalia this weekend and record with Jason and Amanda. So we were going to record there. I wasn't going to record Thursday. So I feel bad for Ray that he's standing by and wanting to record and then it didn't work out. So shout out to you, Ray. Also shout out to Jason and Amanda because we did not make it up to Visalia this weekend. Um, Megan got called to work this weekend. So pretty much last night, which is Friday, and we were supposed to be on our way up today. 
And so we kind of had to cancel last minute. So I feel bad for canceling on them, but we are going to reschedule. And I know Megan couldn't help it. So it's also exciting because I think it has something to do with the In This Together Festival. And that's awesome. I'm glad she's doing that again. So I guess that might be another time little Rafi might be coming out. Yeah, I was going to say what happened to your reservation at La Quinta. Okay, this is the weirdest thing. Not so weird in the fact that when I made the reservation, I'd had a few mimosas. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, I'm looking for my reservation. And I couldn't find it anywhere. And usually I use like booking.com or something where they email you and you have, you can look back and see if you made it correctly and everything. Apparently it's a problem. Um, but for some reason on theirs, they didn't have that. So I had to go through their hotel and I still couldn't find any email anywhere. I went on their hotel website. I couldn't find any, anything about our reservation at La Quinta Inn. So I quickly looked around and I found something even cheaper and made that reservation. And luckily they had late cancellation, like on the day that we could cancel it. So I, we got lucky on that. So otherwise I'd be out a, a little bit of money, but I wasn't. So it all worked out. It all worked out except for Ray. Except for Ray. <laughs> Poor Ray. And then we tried to, I tried to see if he could work it out this weekend to, to fill in and, and he couldn't do it. So thank you, Rafi, for always being there to fill in and always being there every week anyway, because uh, it's, it's awesome. Anytime, Lisa. Okay, and... Thank you. I have one more shout out and that is to Jay Inslee. He has sent me a few clips to use on the shows. I don't even know how long ago, probably like a month ago. And I just wanted to give him a shout out or an apology because I have yet to use them. And the main reason is because I don't have access to a computer on a regular basis. So when I do, it's short and sweet and I have to just record and edit. And then it's I'm basically borrowing my son's computer. So I don't have any time to add anything extra. And that sounds really shitty. But I just want to say thank you to Jay for taking the time to do that because I think it's super awesome. And hopefully I'll have time this weekend to actually use them and put them somewhere. So shout out. Shall we talk about the Monday episode? Yes, we shall. Okay. <laughs> so talk about Monday's episode with Graham Elwood and Chris Mancini from Comedy Film Nerds and LA Podfest? Hell yes. They weren't the creators of Podfest, but they were the ones that organized it, right? They put it on, basically. Yeah. I don't know who gave them the idea, but I love how much thought they put into it. And the idea of having everything under one roof where you can stay the night, not have to be driving around everywhere. There's restaurants. All the shows are there. Everything's under one roof is the best idea ever. It super sucks that other podfests are stealing their talent and doing it to, you know, scheduling. I'm pretty sure they have one in October also, the other podfest, which kind of sucks. And I'm pretty sure that's probably why Mark Marin didn't show up at LA Podfest, but uh, they still had a good uh, perspective on, yeah, we like that there are other podfests out there because that means everyone's listening to podcasts, but maybe don't do it a couple weeks right after ours and steal our talent. <laughs> like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, when they were talking about that, I, I was I was happy that he named names that now hear this because I know I was like talking with Trice and Megan about who are these other podcast festivals because I don't really know of that many. And that is one that I've heard about. And I mean, it kind of does suck that they are doing that. But like now with podcasting, it's like such a competitive field that I feel like 
there's like a couple big shows that were at Podfest, so it's like it is kind of a dog eat dog kind of world to get these big podcasts for your thing because you want people to come. So, I mean, I understand it, but I don't like it. You're right. It is highly competitive now, and I think they did a great job of it. I think it ran smoothly, and I was worried. You know, they mentioned maybe that they lost money last year, and they were kind of worried this year. And I think forcing most people to buy three-day passes probably helped them a lot. But it sounds like they're going to be back next year, which is super exciting. Yeah, I was happy to hear that as well. So the Earbuds documentary, I'm really excited to check that out. I honestly didn't think it would get as deep as, you know, talking about PTSD or the thought that these podcasts are saving people's lives is kind of mind-blowing. And I can relate in a way that I know that I would be not physically dead without podcasts, but I would be probably mentally (laughs) a little more off than normal. Uh, They're just like something that came into my life and just totally saved. I honestly think they saved me, really. And I think watching this documentary would be very interesting to see all the different sides of it. And I'm glad that that they did this. Have you seen it at all yet? I've been planning to watch it all week, but because Halloween just was uh, this past week, I, I, I've i been kind of in a horror mood, so I've been putting it off. But I do plan to watch it in the next few days, and I'm very excited to see it because the stories that they were explaining that they're, you know, they're fans, like, either dealing with PTSD or mental illness, I feel like the same way as you do. The podcasts have not, like, cured me of anything or anything, but they they do... They have in the you know many years that I've been listening to podcasts, especially Allison's and like Mental and Miss Happy Hour, have like really helped me. I think come out of my shell and you know just like realize that I'm not as weird of a weirdo as I think I am, <laughs> and just like and just like finding other like-minded people through especially Allison's podcast. I think that. Same with you. They they haven't like saved my life, but they really have improved my mental well-being in sure. a way that's almost unexplainable to people because you would think how's like listening to essentially like a radio show like how's that going to help you? But they have. It's it is so weird. I mean, how do you explain that to someone unless they've they've witnessed it or had it happen to them, but You know, my escape used to be movies, and it still is. I love movies, but that's so one-sided. And I think podcasts, you know, they're sort of talking about this relationship between fan and host, which it truly is so different than anything else. So not only are you listening to this and you're feeling at one with the other listeners, the other, but, but the host, and then the host being so accessible, which, I mean, especially with Allison, I mean, she is just very... I think she's very close with us. And I think that has made my relationship with her show even stronger. Yeah. It's funny when she was saying that, um, that like every podcast kind of has these relationships with their fans and she kind of like would hope that with her show, it was like special or something, but I, I feel like it kind of is special with her show. Um, but like, like, you know, when you, like when you hear about my favorite murder and all the murderinos who like make art and whatnot for their show, I feel like they have a bigger audience. So a lot of people are going to connect, but I feel like ours is more intimate and like personal. Like I really do feel like if I were to get married, 
I could send Allison an invite and it wouldn't be weird. And there's a chance she might actually show up. And I don't know how, how many other podcasters you could say that about. There are, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think she would be there. I think anybody on the Thursday episode would probably make the trek, at least Daniel and probably Jeff. But it's like on so many levels, I feel like her show. Okay. Like she was saying, everyone, every podcast probably has that connection with their fans, but you're totally right that on so many levels, she is so much closer to us or our relationship just, it's so much different than other fan bases because I'm a fan of many podcasts, but nothing to the point where I'm becoming friends with other fans in real life and spending time together. And it's, I think Allison just invokes something different in, in her fan base that just makes us really, I don't know. It's just something so different that I don't think that she could have planned. Yeah. And this just kind of popped into my mind is when I designed the shirt and then I told people, you know, like finally it's on her website and she's selling it. The first thing everyone would say is you're getting money from that. Right. I was like, no, I don't want money. I don't care. I did it because I wanted to. And like, I'm happy that she's going to make money from it. And I'm just happy that the thing that I made is like out there now. And I feel like if, if this were like a different kind of podcast, maybe I would feel more upset about it that like, Oh, well, why am I not getting a cut of this? I'm sure substantial loot (laughs) from these millions (laughs) of shirts that she's selling, but because it's Allison and I feel like her show has done so much for me. I still feel like I owe her. Aw, it it is it is true. It's like it's like doing this show. I mean, I don't expect a thank you from her. I don't expect any money. Obviously, I'm not bringing her any money. But you know, or we aren't. But we just do this for fun. But it costs us money and it ta- and time and everything else. And I still think like, what else can I do? Not I need something in return. So I I I get it. We are like a, a whole family, and I don't know if any other podcast can say, and I know she was kind of saying, yeah, it's, I kind of hope that it's just my podcast that has this, but others I'm sure do, but I think hers is just a different level. And she even kind of mentioned, you know, they're all kind of get together as friends and mentioned that on the show, which I thought was really cool. I mean, I don't know how many other podcasts have a fan cast about their show, so I think that's something special. Not like a toot your own horn special, but, you know, I mean, she, she, what she creates made this happen. So I think that she should really feel, I don't even know what to say. I don't want her to say like she should feel special or honor, but I think she is special. So that's why this has happened. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So they did touch on a little bit of the PTSD and I didn't realize, I don't know which one was on location in Afghanistan. Did you, I couldn't really tell the difference between the two of them. Um, that was Greg, or Greg, um, the fuck's his name? Graham? Graham. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he was, (laughs) when I read the description, I thought, I was like, oh, was he like a, like in the army or something? But no, he was just there doing comedy for the truth. So I was like, oh, my God, his story is crazy. And then when I heard the story, I was like, oh, that's still fucking crazy. But I thought he was like in the military and I just didn't know because I've heard him a, mil- a million times on Doug Loves Movies. Uh, OK. And so. he was there um, doing 
he was kind of hosting that stand-up show that we went to. Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty funny. I was like, who is this guy? He looked familiar. Oh, yeah. I kind of remember him from that night. Uh, yeah. So him, he was getting fired on basically at in Afghanistan and coming home and not feeling like you earned the right to say you have PTSD, which is something I related to so much. And not really coming to terms with my, see, my own until I was on mental illness happy hour because I didn't feel like, well, I wasn't in, in a battle or I wasn't at war. So I'd like, I don't deserve to say this or that, even though it's any kind of trauma. I think it's just, it's come to the surface because of people who are in the military. It became something people talk about more. And I never felt like I had the right because, oh, this person had it so much more worse or, or whatever the fact is. But him articulating that and saying like it fucking affects your life and changes your brain chemistry and everything else that he's had to go through. So I thought that was nice that he kind of shed a light on his own personal experience. Something I thought was interesting from uh, that part of the interview is how he said he would ask, um, or like all the, all the military guys that he was there with, they would like open up and tell him all the like crazy stories that they normally wouldn't tell to people but i i'm usually uh, i think i'm more used to hearing the opposite where they don't talk to like civilians about what it's like because they don't know what it's like they open up more with other military people because they have been through it too so i thought that was kind of interesting that he said that people were opening up and telling him their stories that is really special and you're right i mean why would they trust him something about him just made them open up. And I think that is really special. I, I don't know. I'm really excited to, where are you going to watch this documentary? What um, platform is it on? Um, it's on iTunes and Amazon. I'd probably would just do Amazon. Okay. Good to know. Cause I haven't looked into where it's at, but I thought, okay, I want to see this thing. It sounds really, really good. If nothing else behind the scenes of podcast and, and everything. I mean, there's so much more out there that I haven't tapped into yet. And the world is really opening up in the PodFest world. I think it's kind of blowing up to the point where they're making fun of it on sitcoms, you know, where it's just a butt of a joke now. But, you know, people that understand it and live by it, it's a whole different thing. Definitely. Okay, let's talk about Thursday. We were Her Little Cheese Blintzes, which was a Patreon subscriber submitted carb. From Brian Bolin. It was a good choice. I love that she's taking carbs from the Patreon supporters now. I think she needs to advertise so that she gets more Patreon supporters. That's really the point. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm happy that she has just gone straight to Patreon. And now it's like she'll never run out of carbs. And hopefully she still just does throw in some of her own every now and then. Right. But I think it's worked out. We putting the pressure on her in person really, <laughs> really, uh, really worked. What's cool is she probably it was this was all born out of the fact that she was kind of stressed out about having to think of a carbon, maybe not going to do it anymore. And I thought, well, we can solve that problem. We all want to come up with something. Uh, so I hopefully it's fun for her to just throw out, hey, I need a carb on Patreon. And she's got like 50 to choose from. <laughs> So I think hopefully that's a help to her and not an extra stress. 
Yeah, I, I was thinking I was thinking the same thing, but um if she were to like really advertise it, she could like uh say, you know, who the card was chosen by, like either on air or in the credits, uh the little show notes. I think that would kinda be an incentive for some people maybe. I think so too, or to just right, in the show notes would be great, or hey, come I was even thinking maybe I'll just tweet something, you know, if you want to be on Patreon. Or if you want to pick the carb on a Thursday, just support Allison on Patreon because that's where she gets them from. Also, I think mentioning the person's name on the show would probably be good, too. Then you get even more supporters. Yeah, we're all just fame whores seeking attention. It's true. You think about JMOs. That's really what connected me to the <laughs> show. Where I'm like, oh, she's going to say my name. <laughs> oh. And now, now look how far you I've just come. Want Colonel Jeff, Jeff Fox. Name. Colonel Jeff Fox has... Had, I mean, I've reached the like pinnacle. I, where else do I go? Colonel Jeff Fox has a Lisa Lowry related JMO. What? What next? I'm done. Yeah, but, you should uh, just end it all. All right, bye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, thank you for that picture you sent me. That was hilarious because I didn't see the <laughs> I didn't see it originally. That was the first I saw of it. I'm like, what is this? Um, yeah, well, uh, the picture I sent Lisa the picture of uh, the Thursday show. Jeff is like doing like a like a hands on the face kind of pose thing, and um, I was going to bed, but the episode was already out, so I like to read the show notes and like look at the picture just before I go to bed because I want to know what it's about. And uh, but I don't have an hour and I have to listen, so I, I saw that and immediately I just zoomed in, screenshot it, sent it to Lisa <laughs> with no other words, no nothing, no just words were needed. <laughs> Yeah. You know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. That's my thought there. The first thing I did was send it to Brittany, and I'm like, Raffi just sent me this. And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, so, Allison had an egg retrieval, which I'm really excited that they're going through this whole process again. It sounds like hell, but it's exciting that they're the possibility of a second Rosenquans is kind of amazing. I'm so excited about this. Now, do you think that they should um, try to do the testing where they can get a girl, or do you think they should just leave it up to chance again? I think leaving it up to chance is the best bet because I think there comes some sort of complications with testing, possibly. I'm not sure. I don't know much about that. But I think that... With her, their collective ages, <laughs> I think that they have to do testing anyway. So I think if you have the option and you're already in there testing for other genetic things, then then maybe pick the one that you want to lean towards. I think in that case, yes. But to do it extra, I, I think no. I was just thinking, like in the future, that's going to be if they had like a boy and a girl, what whatever other child they have is going to be fine. But like if they have like like a little brother sister thing, that's going to be super cute. Super cute. Like, perfect. I know that's why I was so excited when I had a boy and then a girl, and I thought, oh, my God, this is awesome. Of course, they, like, hate each other now. (laughs) They love to hate each other. One thing that's not exciting about her egg retrieval is the lack of Versed, which I realized when I mentioned the show name, I said Allison's Versed monologues instead of Versed. For some reason, there was a disconnect there. Anyhow, uh, I'm sad for her because I feel like her, I feel like she and I are kindred spirits in our uh, lack of drug use, but want of drug use. 
like we're looking for an excuse to use it, but we have never been addicted to them. Maybe she has been in the past, but I have the same thing where, oh, this being under anesthesia is awesome. What, how, how many surgeries can I sign up for? <laughs> like the same kind of feeling and being disappointed. If I didn't have my, I, didn't, I don't think I've ever done Versed, but just when you have to do drugs and you're not addicted to them, it's kind of like, exciting <laughs> it's not an addiction it's just like fun wow it's like a, like i always say my vacation i get so excited i remember <laughs> when a doctor would say oh you know does vicodin uh, make you sick or anything and when i hear that i'm like i get to i get to be prescribed vicodin okay i didn't realize we we're at that point and i try and not show my excitement i'm like oh yeah it's it doesn't make me sick it's it's no biggie for me <laughs> um i feel like her relationship with versed is bordering on unhealthy but um who am i to speak because i really want to try to try to try codeine cough syrup but i'm unwilling to pay for it i feel like uh i need to find like some kind of crooked doctor who will prescribe me a whole bottle to myself because i'm not going to pay 25 dollars for a fucking ounce of cough syrup Go fuck yourself. But <laughs> if I'm paying, you know, 20, 25 bucks for a whole bottle, that's something else. Okay. I feel like most coating cough syrup is probably stolen. I'm sure that's easy for you to get. Um, I yes, think... but I'm not going to pay these people $25 for an ounce of cough syrup, Lisa. These people True. An ounce? are all about the money. Oh, hell no. <laughs> an ounce. You just need to get Tylenol 3. It's the same thing, isn't it? Coating, by the way, hmm, maybe it's morphine. I don't know. One of those, you still feel pain when you're on it. You just don't care as much. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> but if you're yeah. not in pain, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so it's like my regular existence. Yes. On a scale of super ha- um, happy face down to really <laughs> scrunchy face, where are you at? I'm on like the squiggly mouth. Oh. Angled eyebrow. <laughs> Is that like a four or five? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like in the negative numbers. Oh. Uh, um, I have always wanted to try heroin, but I never would until, as I've said before, and I think Allison and I will be the same age, you know, or the same age, since we're roughly the same age. Once we're like 85 or 86, I feel like we need to open up some sort of a a heroin den or what are those things called where you can just go like be sleepy all day and a lot of warm opium hugs den? opium den similar just go into one of those dens and- a flop house yeah no <laughs> no we want people to use the toilets and stuff <laughs> we want oh, heating like and, air- and air conditioning like those old dens that they used to the opium dens where everything's quiet and dark and they have There's like, like- an oriental rug on the floor. <laughs> You're going to call the people oriental. <laughs> oh. I was like, whoa, a little rough. You just went back in time. Um, <laughs> this whole verse Ed conversation, though, led to David's new character, verse Ed, which was hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. He's so funny. It's so weird because I just listened to the Patreon bonus episode with him. And the more I learn about him, I think, man, he's so, so different than number one that I originally thought. But also when you see him, I still can't 
put the voice and the the face together when I'm listening to it because he, he does not look like how he sounds at all to me. I don't know. I, I feel like because I've been listening to him since Professor Blastoff, like that kind of connection has been made and it's like permanent now. But um, on the subject of the Patreon episode, he did talk about, I don't want to get into it too much, but he did kind of talk about the subject about how different he was from Professor Blastoff to Allison's show. And if you're not a Patreon subscriber, why aren't you? You're missing out on great interviews with people like Lisa's favorite, Colonel Jeff. <laughs> my favorite, David Huntsberger. Uh, Greg. You know, that's now like the only place we're going to get to hear Greg now. True. Um, and those episodes are golden, too. They're great. I love... I'm just starting to kind of catch up on the bonus episodes, which is neat because usually during the week I don't have enough time for them because I'm having to take notes on ARIYMBF and try and, you know, fit it in and... So when I have time to listen to the bonus episodes, I'm like, oh, cool. I have all these episodes I get to listen to. So it's a little, little treasure trove. And you all need to support her on there because it is it is good. It's smart. It's good. It's good for you. I don't know where I'm going with this. They kind of talked about this for a second, but they didn't really go into it too much. Calling, okay, teaching your kids to call their private parts their technical name. Where do you stand on this, little Rafi? Where do you stand on little kids' private parts? <laughs> I have literally never thought of this, but I feel like it would be better to name, to have them call them the correct terminology, not like uh, Willie or something. I don't know. You have kids. What do you think? Well, I, I think that maybe, number one, I don't think that it's good to do only because it's kind of a personal thing, I guess, but. I don't really want them to be like, hey, my vagina is <laughs> their vagina and penis are such harsh words. <laughs> and to say it, I don't know. There are certain words that you just want to say a little cutesier and a little less under the radar. So you can just, you know, hey, let's not announce to the world about what's going on here. But then at some point you have to teach them the correct terminology and i feel like i still haven't done that my kids are 11 and 12 they probably know because they've learned stuff at school but then i feel like did i prepare them for the harsh vagina and penis talk maybe not yeah well i feel like you shouldn't be teaching like a three-year-old to say penis and vagina but uh (laughs) but also you know me I currently, when I'm referring to genitals, usually I'll say dills and choach. So that's probably not the way to go either. Actually, you know what? Teach your three-year-olds dills and choach, and then no one knows what you're saying unless they know what you're saying. Uh Uh-huh. I I think that's good. You have to have your own little thing. I mean, we used to call farts bobos. Number one, I think fart is kind of a gross word, but also... When your kid says, oh, I just boboed <laughs> or anything about that, they people might not understand what they're saying. They might figure out by the context or the smell, but still you can kind of have conversations that are more under the radar. So you're not just announcing, I just farted. <laughs> um, I just kept thinking of the kindergarten cop episode where the little boy stands up. Boys have penis and girls have vagina. <laughs> like that is what my nightmare is of my kid being that kid. Yeah, um, 
I'm glad I don't have kids. I know. No no choaches or dills. Is it choach? <laughs> choach. Choach. I say it so white, huh? No choaches and dills. Is it dill like a dill pickle? Is that what it's uh, from? It's just like '90s rap terms, but well, that I, would I could have it, gathered. Duh. <laughs> I spell it D I L Z if I'm writing dills and C H O C H. That's how I spell it, but you know, oh, this is cool. not a scientific term. Every time I record something and I learn something new, I have to sully my search history on my computer. So now I'm going to have choches and dills on there. Uh, you know, <laughs> my. A joke that I made on Snapchat last year during the election is, uh, you know, you put your ballot in a secrecy sleeve, and I Snapchatted Megan that this is definitely what I would call my choach. <laughs> your secrecy sleeve? My secrecy sleeve. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> for a lady. <laughs> oh wow! All right. I was going to talk a whole bunch about avuncular and, and maturterol only because I was going to be at Jason and Amanda's house and they are avunculars and maturterol or uh, they are a, an avuncular and a maturterol because they don't have kids, but they are very close with their niece and nephew. And so another mini shout out to them. I don't think we need to go any further on that. <laughs> uh, aside from the fact that now, I don't remember if they talked about this, but those sound like medications, right? Yeah, they do. And they I think they did mention that. And it does, why not have, I mean, it's such a nice role to be in life. Why have such a disgusting name? <laughs> Can't be something cuter than that? I did look it up, though. Maturterol, the, it came from, I don't know, something Materta, and, <laughs> which is even cooler. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's exciting stuff. I think it was, oh, yeah, it was Allie Ward. She was talking about having the study of death episode on her ologies, which is thanatology, which is interesting. And I think I would be very nervous about listening to it if I had not heard her speak about it. Now I think, oh, maybe I do need to listen to this. But she mentioned this, and I think this is kind of a common sense thing, but when you hear someone articulate it, you kind of put it to use in your own life and either get very depressed or happy. <laughs> and she said, the worst part of dying is not living authentically. And I'm like, holy shit. I know this, but when you hear it and you let it sit in, sit in your brain, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I feel like I'm wasting my life, man. Yes. And that's why I feel like uh, listening to the episode with her on the space cave, uh, part one of the two, she was talking about, uh, some changes she made in her life, and I feel like that's why it was really scratching me where I itched. So, again, I'm going to plug it. Go listen to The Space Cave with Allie Ward. I'm going to download that today. I'm listening. I can't wait. But, yeah, on the subject of uh, death and whatnot, yeah, I feel like you need to, you know, be yourself. Live your life. Do whatever you want to do, because you could die any day. Like, there was a... <laughs> On, <laughs> that's what i think be. about every single day every time i go to pick up the kids from school i'm like this could be the time i get killed in a car accident and i never come home again like every single time i do anything i'm like this could be it <laughs> well i was gonna say the this week i i forget which day it was already but 
there was um, a shooting at a Walmart here in Thornton, and that's where uh, Rachel's from. Like, her dad still lives in Thornton. And uh, so, I mean, crazy shit happens all the time. It's not just these awful shootings, but like you, like you said, it could be a car crash. I mean, you could be walking down the stairs with your groceries. I don't know. Like, it could happen anytime. So you really just got to do whatever the fuck you want. And it's so true. So instead of living life, I'm scared of life and worried about dying instead of just living. And these shootings are really upping the ante on, on uh, dying early because it's like, fuck, man. And I didn't realize every – that's another thing. Every time I go to Walmart, which is pretty rare – and we went yesterday, and I every single time I go there, I'm like, this is going to be the time some crazy motherfucker is going to be like, fuck Walmart, I'm going to shoot everyone that are patrons here, and I'm going to happen to be there on the one time where I'm like, fuck this place, I have to be in here, and then I'm dead. <laughs> I mean, if if that happens, you know, you got to die doing what you love. Yeah, exactly. That's what these... <laughs> Look at these Walmart, you know, Walmart people. They love it so much that they are willing to die for it. And there's my fucking name <laughs> on the list. Oh, luckily, I've passed on my hatred of Walmart to the kids because they go in there and they're like, Why? what's what's wrong with these people? What is this place? I'm like, yeah, let's hate it. Let's hate it together. But we still have to be here. <laughs> let's get in and get out, which is like not easy to do. So they talked about this is like a, just a random question that Allie asked. And she asked if. They had this recurring dream and I wanted to know if you had this one where you had this dream of being in your house and then all of a sudden you open a door and there's this whole new room that you never knew about. And I've had that dream. Have you ever had that one? I have not. Most of my dreams, I, I don't know if I've ever actually had a recurring dream, but most of my dreams are pretty just like weird. Like they're never that like. Like getting hookers in Hollywood. Realistic. Yeah, exactly. Realistic. <laughs> some choach and some dills <laughs> i couldn't say that any more dorky <laughs> well i probably could but i've had this dream i've had it i always have dreams where i'm either in a house where i used to live or in like my grandparents house and i find some room or something like that but it's just i always have that dream it's usually like rainy out or like twilight where the sun's going down it's one of those or maybe there's a ghost and it's just me by myself but I always have these weird dreams like that. I've also had it in real life happen. Not that I found a room that I never knew existed, but our house currently and our house, our last house, our last house, we had a guest house and we moved in there. We, I literally went in that house probably like once. So when our roommate moved out of our guest house, after a couple of years, we had this whole new world to explore. We're like, we have this whole back house with like a little kitchen and like a bathroom. And we, it was like this, it was like that dream where you're like, what can I do with this space? This is awesome. And the same with our house now, you know, our living room where our TV is, that used to be a closed room where our roommate lived. And so we kind of had that open up to us after like two years of living here and having like that, wow, what are we going to do with this room? It's like totally awesome. So you like walked in there and looked around and said <laughs> that there's so much room for activities. <laughs> yes. I first I said, let's get this bowl of pee out of here. Oh, I never shared this story with you. Our oh, roommate used to pee in a bowl. Truly <laughs> <laughs> really the worst roommate. I There were so many things where I was just like, she literally stressed out the whole household to the point where I had, like, that was what I was talking about in therapy. Because it was like so, 
it was such a stress on her family. And her leaving was like not only great because there weren't bowls of pee in there anymore, but also we got this whole new room. And that's the room that where our TV is now. And I can't imagine it any other way. Yeah, and you have your uh, like bar thing there, right? Yep. A bar, bunch of bottles. A bunch of bottles. Uh, we've sat at the bar and had a drink once. So that's cool. Well, next time you guys are here, let's sit at the bar and have a and have a drink. It's an underused. My son sits there and eats sometimes, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> we should, uh, yeah, we should definitely do that. Also, that's kind of in the area where Megan did her, what's it called, a half cartwheel oh, turn right. thing. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was, like a round off. Yeah, it, it was, was cartwheel esque. <laughs> It's also very close to where I broke my wrist because after our roommate moved out, the room was empty and it was just cement floors. So we're like, let's roller skate in here. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyhow. See, we'll your be- house does have everything. It even has a skating rink. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can you imagine not having that room? Our TV used to be in the front room. It was totally different. Did you have it uh, where the piano is? Yeah. Okay. Or up on the wall more. Up where my my brass uh, geese are, or whatever they are, brass seagulls. My old on the, uh, on the opposite look. side of all your uh, fake books. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we do have one set of fi- fake books in there that that open up for hiding stuff, but that's that's uh, nothing. Sorry, I had to burp. All right. Uh, so Daniel collected Smurfs. <laughs> I feel like he was so embarrassed about this, and I feel like he was the right age. I, mean, I think, like, my daughter's kind of over-collecting stuff like that, but my son still kind of likes collecting those little collectible type of things. And I feel like Smurfs were such a big thing back then that that shouldn't be embarrassing. I used to ride my bike, I think I was, like, fifth grade, which is about that age, ride my bike to the liquor store and get Garbage Pail Kids cards. It's the same thing. You know, um... Someone tweeted the pictures of these little figures, and I think I even had some of those, but obviously I'm much younger than Daniel, and all of our toys came from thrift stores, so that would explain uh, how I got that. But also, I had a stuffed Smurf doll that had a soccer ball that like stuck to its foot that I oh, liked cool. as a child, um, so no shame from no. me, but I don't know. Daniel was a little older. Well, if he said he was eleven or something like that, that's not too. Okay, yeah, old. That, all right, that's that's fine. And he and was, his, I, and he collected those baseball cards, you know. True, which is like, hmm. Um, I think it goes perfectly with his his line of uh, personality to own a collection of Smurfs. I think the fact that it was brought up is funny, and I think the fact that he was so embarrassed is the most funny part because he was just like, oh my god. You know, there are certain things about your childhood that maybe you're really embarrassed about that really aren't a big deal, but you still have those feelings of, okay, I don't need to share all this embarrassing stuff. But he had a special Smurfs uh, shelf. I think that's really cute. (laughs) He was 11. You know, when the Smurf movies came out again, all of those little figures were sold all over again. But I don't think that they had the beer holding one and some of the, maybe the other ones. But... My son collected those, and but that was a few years back. And I think they're cool. Um, 
Yeah. So did you collect anything weird or embarrassing? Um, I've mentioned before that I was into the Pokemon. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Yep, that's your age. Uh huh. I I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's a, little, it's a little different than like collecting baseball cards because you can't really do much with a baseball card. Like, what are you going to read? Fucking, you know, some stats, stats and then be like, <laughs> oh, his ERA is much lower than this guy's. Oh, so like, where's the fun in that? But um. At least with the Pokemon, there's a game involved, and, you know, theoretically, there's a skill there. <laughs> so, you know, you could actually do something with them. Um, but, I don't know, like, I remember we used to play with Pogs a lot as kids, but that was, like, when I was a bit younger. That's on point with you, too, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing that, like, I would be... Embarrassed about... Embarrassed about, no. Rachel bringing up on, on your podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think it's that embarrassing. I don't know. I think Joanna and I mentioned collecting spoons, which is embarrassing after the fact, but we were young enough that it was like, who cares? Like, whatever. It's, it's like a total like nerd thing, but who cares? (laughs) Collecting Hummels or, uh, those, what are the like little Christian, uh, fucking things? I think those are like big eyes. What are they called? Oh, Precious Moments. Yeah, I I feel like that is something that is like borderline weirdo. Yeah, that's also your at least seventy. It's funny. Certain things that I am drawn to are mostly related to maybe an old lady liking things and what old man likes. I'm pretty much on target, but there are certain things where I'm like, I draw the line at some point. Oh yeah. <laughs> and my husband and I had this conversation just this week because i'm i really don't like taper candles they really bother me and if i end up having some like i'll find some on sale for halloween or whatever and i'll buy them because i'm like oh that's cool and i think when i burn them I'm like oh they're so old lady i really don't like taper candles and by the way my husband does make those <laughs> too <laughs> he just it's a new thing it used to always be about the pillar candles and the votives or whatever but now he's branched out and I'm like, I really should like these because they're so old lady. And my husband said, yeah, you really should. <laughs> I said, but I don't know what it is about them, but I really don't like them. And it actually, one of them started a fire on our kitchen table a couple of days ago. Oh, <laughs> then I'm God. like, this is why we can't have taper candles. <laughs> they were actually just cheap ones. But it was like dropping candle wax and it lit our like little Halloween table runner on fire. And like, luckily <laughs> I was sitting there because... I'm just working on the computer and I look over and I see flames behind the computer. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I didn't realize this was going to be a taper hating show, but anyhow, she had an iTunes comment this week and I think it's awesome that she didn't have any negative ones. It's super cool that she couldn't even pick a negative one to say. She just had a positive one to say, but I had an iTunes comment update that I meant to, to mention a few weeks ago and I totally forgot about it. So I'm going to play it really quick and then give you the update. Uh, (laughs) David, you can read the positive one. Okay. This is from... Okay, they're always some clever name. Oh, Adana goes... Oh, do, no, GC. Odin, OGC? I'm not sure. Did you have... I mean, because you get the pre-screen. Because her name... Yeah. She... I think that it's. I think it's just got to be some form of her name. Okay. Adonoguk. <laughs> That's what it Adonoguk. is. Adonoguk. Yeah. I uh, think it's just her name. 
Okay. Okay. So the update is, this is our very own Claire Brockelman, who's in the Facebook group. And she said her original last name used to be O'Donohue. So it kind of just was something that the iTunes just kind of gave her just, I guess, or she just picked it O'Donohue with the, with the C on the end. So she was like, oh man, and they were reading my thing and it was all about my name. (laughs) So it was a shout out to her really and an update because I meant to mention it on that episode and I forgot to. Yeah. Shout out to Claire. She's a great uh, contributor there on the Facebook group. Always chiming in. She is. I think she needs to be on this show. I'd love to, to chat with her in, uh, in real virtual life. She should be on. So if only, we, if only we knew how to get people booked on this show. I know. I feel like we have the same pool that we always tap into, which is awesome because it's, it's reliable. We can always have somebody and it's, and it kind of, and it changes always, but there's the same pool that we always dip into. And I don't know if people are just like not as narcissistic as us and they don't want to hear their own voice talk about Allison or they don't care about, you know, talking whatever on a podcast, but um, I'd like to have more people on is my weird way of saying that. <laughs> so Claire, Tamara, who else do we need? Stacy. Stacy. And her sister. And her sister, Trisha. I don't I don't know if she was a real fan of Allison, but she was just there for her sister, which was nice. But then I didn't really know for sure if she was a fan or not, and I didn't give her an ear, and I feel bad. I've felt bad ever since, actually. Because I gave one to Stacy and not to her sister. <laughs> Oh, the ear! I thought you meant literally, like, like just listening to her. I, I didn't know you. I didn't know you literally meant the ear. I, the, the whole giving her an ear is like I just pictured Jeff's hands under his chin face. <laughs> That's him giving me an ear, like I'm listening. I do. She was. She was up on all the on all the you know Aryan boyfriend subjects. So I feel like she's maybe she's not like as big of a fan where she would like rock the ear, but she definitely listens. I, well, if you're listening, Stacy's sister, Trisha, which would be a stretch because if you don't listen to Allison regularly, listening to this show might be a little weird, but my apologies. And I actually do have an extra ear. If you'd like me to ship it out to you, <laughs> as long as I don't have to hire a goose, I'm, I'm shipping it to you. Yeah. I felt bad about that. I also did give someone an ear and they denied, they denied wanting it or receiving it. That's another well, story. I, I gotta know who that is. <laughs> yeah. You could tell me off the air. Okay. She's like, Oh no, that's th- thank you though. I'm like, Oh, it's totally nerdy. <laughs> well, I know it's nerdy, but every time I come out with something new, my husband's like, Oh boy. <laughs> but he said, you know, I thought you bringing that, that piece of log to the Twin Peaks Festival to have everyone sign was super nerdy, but everyone was all about it. Like, everybody was so excited about it. Signing it, and then other fans were like, that's the best idea ever. My husband's like, wow, I was totally wrong. He said, so? I could be wrong about this ear thing, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Before we talk about JMOs, Daniel's part in this egg retrieval is having to jerk off into a cup and then ringing a doorbell to deliver it. And I thought that was the worst ding dong ditch game ever. Um, you know, on on that subject, I recently listened to an old episode 
uh, and it was the one where they talked about uh, him going to make a, as he put it, a, a drop off. And the lady was saying, oh, where is it? And he's like, well, I, I don't have it with me. And she told him, well, then that's not a drop off. So uh, this is like, it's it's weird hearing kind of like the same story years apart, you know? Yes. And to shame me for not, <laughs> I feel like the whole situation needs to be handled a lot better. There needs to be maybe not, what was the big butt Latina porn or what was it <laughs> that they have? Yeah, I it was that big might be sloppy good for butts. You. Big sloppy buns. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Allison says it was, yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, they need to realize the situation. I think I remember Adam Carolla talking about having to go do this, and there would be like a two-inch gap underneath the door where you're like, cool, I can hear the whole waiting room. Like, unless that's your thing, to hear other people talking <laughs> in another room, then I don't know how this is going to work out. Um. You know, uh, Allison has mentioned that she goes to the same fertility doctor as Kanye and Kim went to. Oh, right. So maybe the big butt porn is just oh. Kanye's. He brings it from home, leaves it there. Because as you can see from Kim Kardashian. Yeah, big old sloppy buns. Kind of what he's into. So the empty clamshells is a reason for this. There's a reason for this. <laughs> or <laughs> By the way, empty clamshell, also another... Euphemism. Is that is that never oh. mind. is that your secrecy sleeve? <laughs> Empty clamshell. <laughs> it kind of is. Oh. Oh jeez. <laughs> Squiggly face. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, you know what? Also, before we talk about JMOs, I have a new segment that I want to do, and it only takes two seconds. And it's. I I have yet to name it, but maybe it will be, what did Colonel Jeff say? Because I feel like his words don't get their just desserts or their enough accolades. Because he's the one pulling the drops. And he's the one, so he's not going to play his own drops. And I didn't really have too many, usually he has all these one-liners where I'm like, that's awesome, I want to hear that again. But it's never going to be said again because he's not that person that's going to play his own drops. So... We're going to start doing that on here. I'm going to pick something that I like that Colonel Jeff said for no other reason except for that he's funny and he doesn't get <laughs> any drops played. All right, here we go. And everyone at this table, are you ready to have your minds blown? This is a paradigm shift that you're not going to believe. Oh my God, I'm nervous. Everything you know to be true is going to be false. Sexybuttcrack.com <laughs> and sexybuttcracks.com <laughs> are both available. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. <laughs> so, I don't know what the segment's going to be called. What would Colonel Jeff say? Or what did Colonel Jeff say? Or maybe people out there have a suggestion. Not anything about me loving him, because I don't. I'm over it. Okay? <laughs> uh, well, on the subject of uh, being over it, um, I have really been uh, hounding you guys to download the Allie Ward episode of Space Cave. I'm sorry, Renee. I was wrong. I'm not in love with her. I don't got the hots for her. I was young and naive. It was just a phase. <laughs> Allie Ward. She's got a spot in Ooh. my 
dark black hole um, of a heart. But <laughs> is that your receiving sleeve or whatever it's called? <laughs> receiving sleeve. <laughs> is that your dill's hole or I don't know? Ah, <laughs> uh, Lisa, I think we should move on to JMOs. All right, let's do that. All right, I picked two. Did you pick any? I did not. Okay, good. Um, I picked two. Number one, because Colonel Jeff Fox had a JMO. He said he can't throw out old keys. And I, I feel like I want to be the person that gifts him that key box. <laughs> I just hit my head on the counter again. <laughs> it's great when you can crack yourself up enough to fall over and hit your head. Um I had that problem for a little while, not throwing away keys, but I can easily do that. And when I cleaned out my husband's grandparents' house, shitloads of keys I found. I I mean, I'm talking like coffee cans and cigar boxes full of keys where we knew he had some, maybe some money hidden somewhere. So of course we're going to keep every key for anything. And then eventually after a year or two, you're like, okay. Let's just throw these keys away or something. Or maybe we could have, oh, we could have turned it into something cool. Anyway, keys. My keychain has my house key and my car key. And actually, Rachel stuck on a tiny little key that was like to a luggage lock or some shit, which I haven't removed. But I'm all about sleek keychains. So her keychain that has like, you know, like four keychains chained together with a bunch of shit on them. Like, seeing Megan's crazy lesbian clip-on fucking keychain. Like, it gives me anxiety just looking at that. I I have anxiety with with too many keys also, where I had this point of, okay, I want to have, like, one cool, like, keychain. It always has to be something Twin Peaks related. But other than that, I need to streamline whatever you need. I have one key for the front door and one key for my car, and that's it. Everything else... I feel like this is so not Colonel Jeff to be streamlining his keys, but at least his probably his keychain is streamlined. But to keep keys seems out of uh, character for him. Okay, and on the subject of keychains, um, I used to have the Wendy keychain that Patreon uh, supporters get in their gift fan club gift package thing as my keychain, but then it broke and it fell in the parking lot, and I was like, Aww. nope. It's staying at home. Like, I, fortunately, I found it. But uh, so the Wendy now is up on my shrine. Even though I want to have it on my keys, I can't risk it. <laughs> so <laughs> therefore, my keys are nice and thin in my pocket. Yeah, the keychain for me just went right up onto a shelf. because I thought, nope, this is going to break. It's going to f- be lost. And yeah, the same with all the pins. Like, I feel like I don't want to wear them because I might lose one. But I did win a second one this last at PodFest for getting a correct answer during JMOs. So I'm like, oh, cool. I have a pin I can <laughs> I can wear now and not be worried about it because I have another one. Yeah, I have some very special pins on my hats. And if I were to lose the entire hat, those would be irreplaceable. But um, I feel like with the, with the like set of pins that we got, in our Patreon support package, I had those on my duffel bag and I was going to like on the front. Right. And I was going to leave them on there. But then Rachel's like, what if they fall off? What if they get stolen or something? I was like, God damn it. Now I have to take them off. So now they're just up there as well on my shrine. 
but I wish I could have someone to display them. You know what? I found a way to display mine, and it was kind of a just a happenstance. Is the ear that I made with the with all the duck with the duck ribbon necklace? When we were there, Becky, shout out to you, Becky, made some really cool little pins, and I thought, oh, now I have somewhere to put these. I can put these on this this um, necklace. And then when I got home, I got all of my old pins and every pin I've gotten from from Allison, including the ones that I've made also, and just put it on there. So it's all one nice, neat package. That works. Right back to the dills. All right. my other The other JMO I picked is from TSDCX, Trace, uh, because I don't remember the last time he's had a JMO. And so, of course, I want to shout out to him. But also, I think it was a good JMO. And he said, whenever I feel like a store employee is following me around, I move towards them like I'm starting to follow them. And I fucking love that. And I don't know which one Graham or Chris said that that was creepy. And then the other one said, that's great. Uh, I think it's great. You got to you gotta turn the tables on the other person. And I've been followed in stores before. And I just get freaked out. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything wrong this time. It just <laughs> So then I probably just leave because it's rude. But I love that he turned the tables on them. Yeah, um, this is actually the JMO that I wanted to pick because I thought it was so funny. Um, and it's, especially knowing him, it's so him. Like, yeah. now I can actually picture it happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I also pictured it. And for some reason, I pictured it at Amoeba Music. But that's probably because that's where we uh, went the first day that we met. Um, but, <laughs> Why yeah. did I picture him at Nordstrom? <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't add up at all. Oh, I think that's because that's the last place that I, I uh, shoplifted from. Well, it's not the last place to be honest, but that was a place where I almost got caught. That's what it is, and it was a really long time ago. Hmm. You're just so good at it now that you're not even. They they don't even know. No, at a certain point it did get yes, to, it did get to that point where I was so good at it that it was just natural for me to be like, I need to steal something if I'm leaving. <laughs> but I've obviously gotten over that. But it was just something where I don't even need something, but I just need to steal something because I know I can get away with it. You know, I have friends who go to Seven Eleven. And even if they're buying something, they still will, like, steal a candy bar just because, like, and I'm like, who does that? That's a little weird at a certain point because you're like, if you get caught, you're going to be made an example of and you're way too old to be stealing candy bars. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't don't get it. I just pull pull the the Uncle Leo. I'm like, I'm old. I'm confused. You got a pack of double A's in your in your purse or something? <laughs> Why for my toys? What are you trying to say? <laughs> Old people steal batteries. Oh, Lisa. duh! <laughs> Everyone knows you're still stuck on the D's. <laughs> you know, in general, I know that they usually take a bigger battery, but I've consolidated, but not down to a triple A. Anyhow, <laughs> that is way too. Wow. Okay. Too much information. I feel like that is a great place for us to end it. <laughs> Agreed. Well, if you want to be on this show, email bffancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at bffancast and follow me at gmos and bffs. 
And support Allison on Patreon or any of her other sponsors. Christmas is coming, so check out her sponsor page and find something cool for the person you love. <laughs> I was doing a little VO work. <clears throat> no biggie. Uh, little Rafi, where can we find you? You can find me at RMC Guitars on Twitter. I unfollowed 20 people, so I'm down Whoa. to 49. I better check I, mine. <laughs> Make I sure I'm still there. You are. I deleted Snapchat. It's not personal. It has to do with listening to the Space Cave with Allie Ward and how much time I'm wasting on my phone. Mm. So don't take it personally. I had to go from a number that I like, 69, to another number that I like, 49. The 49ers are my team. Shout out to Colin Kaepernick. I stand and or kneel with him. And um, also listen to the Space Cave with Allie Ward. I can't recommend it enough. Listen to the Orology episode of Ologies with Allie Ward. It doesn't go as in-depth as a nerd like myself would like, but it is definitely a great introduction into Orology for uh, someone who doesn't know much about it or thinks, why do I need a watch when I have uh, the time on my cell phone? Um, so, yeah, listen to that Listen to Space Cave, listen to BFF, listen to Allison, listen to Sorry Not Sorry, listen to old episodes of Barracuda Radio. I didn't know I was going to say all of this, but it's all coming out. Um, and get off your phones. Read a book, maybe. I'm not going to read a book yet, but I'm moving in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> that was just like a plug diarrhea. Uh, yeah. It was good, though. It was very succinct, and I agree with every, th every single thing, but I'm like, oh, yeah, and yes, and this, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's more of what I talk about. <laughs> That's more how I sound. Uh, yeah, Brittany, I love you. I don't know when the next time I get to see you is, but hopefully it'll be soon. Oh, no, I think it's at the end of the year. Okay, yeah, cool. Anyhow, I love you. Thank you, and good night.
more sunshine and slightly warmer. Time.